Welcome to the Gone Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Howell. And I'm your host, Angie Rogers-Howell. What is the Gone Boss Podcast? Well, it's a weekly podcast featuring awesome people in our community. We'll interview them, find out what makes them tick, the cool things they're doing to make our community a great place to live and work, and how they've gone boss. This week, we're brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. If you have a comment about the show or something you want to share with us, call or text 765-233-2640. That's 765-233-2640. We might just use it on the show. Who do we have on the show today? Today, we have Sarah Shade Hamilton, attorney at Beasley and Gilkison. We're supported today by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. What do they have coming up? A virtual coffee talk. Oh, is that where you bring your own coffee? Yes, or tea, or water, or whatever else you want. Well, can I, can I bring a beer or maybe some wine? If you want to. It's at 8 o'clock in the morning, so you might need to put it in your mug. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't look like a total wino. <laughs> so what is this one all about? This one is called How to Promote Your Organization or Event with little to no money. Now, who's presenting it? This is presented by Todd Miracle of Mesmerize Transit Advertising. I know Todd. I know Todd, too. We go way back. Yes, he has been in advertising and marketing for over 20 years. And he's very good. He is very good. He works with numerous organizations that are 501c3 and not-for-profits and who are operating on shoestring budgets. Just like Firehouse. Yeah, aren't we all? Matt calls me Scrooge McDuck because I don't like... I don't call it. You call yourself that. Yeah, but you guys started it. I just want everybody to know, I just asked for farmhouse <laughs> coffee cups, and she said, what, what for? <laughs> just because we want them? <laughs> and I'm like, it's a promotional product. Come on. <laughs> we, we give it away to our clients. I said, we can get them for Christmas presents, but not because it's April and we feel like it. <laughs> you see why I'm dealing with see, people? maybe I need to come to this talk. <laughs> That's right. Maybe Todd can give you some tips on how to live on a shoestring budget. Exactly. This program is going to focus on ways to promote and create awareness of your group or selected event that's a fundraising avenue for acquiring operating revenues. Participants will learn ways to reach out to traditional media outlets for assistance in partnering up with your organization. You'll learn how to use social media to promote your event. Hey, I know that part. I do too. Ways to create sponsorship and underwriting opportunities for companies and media partners to become involved. You'll learn a plan of attack to move forward with ideas and promotions and how to create an annual promotional calendar to not have to recreate the wheel every year. Now, when is this taking place? It's going to be Thursday, May 6th from 8 to 9.30 a.m. And who's putting it on? Todd Miracle of Mesmerized Transit Advertising. And it's a virtual coffee talk, right? It is. What's it called? It's called How to Promote Your Organization or Event with Little to No Money. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. Today in the studio, we have Sarah Shade Hamilton, attorney at Beasley and Gilkison. Welcome. Thank you. All right. Well, thanks for stopping by the farmhouse. How are you doing today? I'm well. I'm excited to be here. Well, tell us fun. about yourself. Good. What do you want to know about me? Well, you're an attorney, so what's that mean? 
Um, it means that I enjoy my job because I do quite a bit of elder law, and I've always enjoyed working with seniors. So um, I get to do the warm and fuzzies as I talk about. Okay. So, so you're not in the you're not doing a bunch of like custody battles and divorce stuff and all of that. I stay away from divorces. Oh, okay. So I'm, at the end of my cases, I get hugs from my clients. So that's something that I really enjoy. Nice. Now, where's Beasley and Gilkinson located? We are in um, downtown Muncie. So we're in the Northwest Bank building. Okay. So tell us about yourself. Like, uh, how did you get to become an attorney? I worked on Capitol Hill um, when I was in um, undergrad. And it seemed like everyone out there had a law degree. So kind of took that path and ended up actually practicing instead of going into politics. And enjoyed being out in D.C., but I'm from the Midwest and still a Midwest girl at heart. So came back to, to Indiana and definitely made a good decision. Now, tell me about that. Like, what, what drew you to Washington, D.C. to do that in the first place? Um, started off in undergrad um, thinking that I was going to go into science and, you know, maybe go to med school and got derailed from that by working in the hospital for a bit. And somewhere along the line, wow. um, really fell in love with a political science professor. And, I mean, again, just, I guess, happenstance is a result of you know, just classes and thinking that politics might be interesting, got into it and just decided that aspect wasn't for me. But there's so many things you can do with a law degree. And somehow from Capitol Hill, you end up into elder law. Okay, very good. So are you from Muncie? Are you a Munsonian or? I'm from Anderson. Okay. So I didn't get very far. That's not too far. I grew up in Ellick, so I'm Mm -hmm. right down the road. So I understand that. Now, why high school? Because at one point they had like two or three over there. We started off with three. We're down to one, but I went to Anderson (laughs) High School. So home of the wigwam. All right. Home of the wigwam. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which they still use, right? Or They They don't use the wigwam anymore. anymore, So that that hurts a little bit. I know. Um. Lots of great memories from the wigwam. I agree. We, uh, you know, growing, being in, from Ellick, you mm-hmm. know, Ellick and Anderson would play, and I went sure. to the very last um, Alexandria Anderson basketball game at the wigwam, and uh, it was memorable. So you're a, you're a newlywed. You just got married in the past couple of years, didn't you? I did. You guys were there. We were I there. All the it was so fun. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we've been married for about a year and a half, and um, nothing like getting married, you know, right before a pandemic. And here we are um, a year and a half later and definitely still um, like each other. So well, that's good. It's that's been a progress. Lot of yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we have our third grandchild on the way. Um, oh, okay. So I'm a stepmom and um, it's really been a lot of fun. Well, tell us about that VW bug that you drove away in. <laughs> what was that about? That was you know, one of my favorite parts. Um, my parents, when they got married in 1968, they left their wedding in my dad's white VW. So I was kind of determined to to recreate that. So good friends of ours um, helped recreate it because they tracked down not the original car, but um, we couldn't find a vintage one. So they found a white convertible bug for us to leave the wedding in. So we recreated the wedding shots to kind of match up with what my parents had. That's really cool. Yeah. And you had the cutest dog in your wedding. Thank you. (laughs) Now, what's that that dog's name? Well, Captain Fantastic Mm -hmm. um, was the, the little black pug in the tutu. Uh, she's named after Elton John, obviously. And then Reggie was the rambunctious one, also named after Elton. And he's he's the bad dog of the two. But somehow they held it together to, to get down the aisle. Okay. They were so cute. 
They have their moments. I'm uh, sure they do. Reggie, Especially Reggie has a lot of moments. Reggie's <laughs> gone through three windows, so oh, he definitely has his moments, okay. but he was on good behavior for the day. Now, you've been a former Rotary president, have you not? Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm in Rotary, and I remember her uh, standing up there and leading the meetings mm-hmm. and everything like that. Tell us about your Rotary work. Uh, well, I mean, obviously, it's a lot different right now um, because of, you know, the, the world that we live in, and we're doing everything remotely, so I haven't had a chance to participate as much, but um, certainly something that, that I definitely enjoy being involved, not only just with Rotary, but with lots of organizations here in Muncie. Well, tell us about the different organizations you're part of. Right now, I'm on the board for the Community Foundation, and certainly that's one that's near and dear to my heart because of the the impact that we're able to make um, throughout Muncie, as well as Delaware County in general. And they're doing a lot of work right now, especially in COVID relief and all of that, so they've been, certainly. They've been a little busy as well. Absolutely. <laughs> Is there any program that's uh, near and dear to your heart that you that keeps you there on the board? Um, I mean, I think it's just the the vast array of of what they're able to accomplish. But I'm the the chair of the competitive grants committee, and I would say that's one that you know really is fascinating to get to know the local nonprofits and really be able to see how the um, the the money in the community foundation can be put to work. What would you tell uh, younger people just starting out? Something that you've learned along the way. I think half the battle is figuring out what you don't want to do. Um, I think sometimes when you know people are young, they they think they have it all figured out and they you know kind of embark on one path and feel as though they you know have to stay the course. But sometimes you know learning what you don't want to do is important. And if you need to to veer off that course, then you know certainly you know pursue your passion and figure out what's going to make you happy and surround yourself with people that are you know also finding their passions. Now. In- in your attorney work, have, mm-hmm. has that happened to you? Meaning you've gotten into situations where you're like, I really do enjoy this kind of law. Um, absolutely, because I, I did practice, um, you know, as a, a law clerk, you know, handling divorces, and that's the reason I, I don't practice those anymore. <laughs> um, but in terms of you know surrounding yourself with with people that you enjoy, and when I first moved to Muncie, I wasn't sure how you know long I would be here, having not been um, or having not been from Muncie, but really enjoy the people that I practice with, um, enjoy our clients, and it's been 20 years that I've been with Beasley and Gilkison. So speaking of Muncie, what keeps you what keeps you around? Um, the people. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. And I've got a house over near campus and love the proximity to, to Ball State, being able to walk to campus events, um, love going to Emmons, um, you know, events at Sursa. I was on the symphony board at one point, and and we've really got a lot of great local resources that you know anyone can explore. So it's just a matter of seeking out those opportunities. Yeah, I always say if you say if you can't find something to do in Muncie, I don't you're not looking that hard because there absolutely are things. Right. I mean, COVID is different. Everything is different right now. But honestly, if you can't find something to do, you're not looking very hard. I agree. Now we mentioned your husband. Tell me about him. Um, he is fantastic and lovely. He is. Um, How'd you do meet? I guess we were set up on a oh, date. Okay. Oh no. I've always <laughs> no. That that's a good thing. I've always said that I don't have great selection skills, so he was was picked out for me, and it's obviously um, it's obviously gone well. So he works here locally at Allied Enterprises in engineering. Okay. So we do vastly different things, and I don't quite understand what he does all day, and he probably says the same for me, and um, it, it works. That does work. Hey, I mean, we work in the same office. Some days I don't know what Matt's doing over there, and he doesn't know what I'm doing. Uh, so, you know, even when you work together, sometimes you don't always know. 
So tell me something that's on your bucket list. Um, I mean, I'm a sports fanatic, so I actually have two bucket lists. One is, you know, just kind of travel related and one is sports related. Okay. So it just depends on the day which one I'm actually pursuing. So there's quite a few sporting events that I want to go to. Okay. Well, like, give me an what are your top ones? Yeah. Uh, Kentucky Derby okay. is one. Um, my whole family is from Kentucky originally. And I've been to Kentucky Oaks, but haven't been to Derby. So I was just in Louisville last weekend and was having that conversation that need to, to go to Derby at some point. What about travel then? What's your top destination? Um, I mean, domestically, I really want to go to Alaska and, and haven't been there. Um, I'd say internationally, uh, would love to go to Australia or Greece. So you're a sports person. What, mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite sport? We're not sportsy people, so we don't. I don't even know. <laughs> um, this does not go over well in central Indiana, but I'm a huge Kentucky basketball fan. Oh, yeah. So in my office, I have a picture of Rep Arena, which is right next to my picture of Assembly Hall. So it is possible to be a UK fan and an IU basketball fan at the same time. Okay. Because I, I went to IU. But I grew up as a Kentucky fan because mom and dad both went to UK. Well, that makes sense. My granddad went there. I mean, our, our whole family went to UK. Did they have a problem when you were like, I'm going to go to IU? They didn't because okay. my sister and I um, both grew up in Indiana. And so we cheered for, for IU growing up, but we always had, you know, really our, our Kentucky allegiances first. So okay. it's only an issue when they play one another. Okay. Well, that's good. I remember watching the IU games with my dad and like the, they'd sing the song and the little like lady would come out like mop the floor mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. yeah you're exactly <laughs> right. Wow. That's a, that's a memory from a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, they play that uh, before every game and everything. Yeah. So that was, that was pretty cool. Yeah. What does success mean to you? Oh, that's a great question. I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm, I'm living it right now because I enjoy what I do and I mean, I certainly have, you know, classmates from law school that I, I think can't say that because they're, you know, they're, they're no longer practicing because they didn't, you know, really enjoy um, what they were doing and who they were surrounded by. Um, so I, I like going to the office every day and, you know, I really like um, the, the work that I do. You know, as I said earlier, I, I get hugs from my clients, you know, when, when we're finished with a case. And, and to me, that's really important because they, they value the work that, that I'm doing and we form those relationships. So I'd much rather have that um, relationship with a family as opposed to you know finishing up a case and having people that are angry. And that's the reason, although I started in litigation, you know, really didn't enjoy that aspect. Take me back to the time you were uh, on Capitol Hill and working there and mm-hmm. everything. You know, we, we always hear stories that uh, that's a bad town. You know, there's just <laughs> corruption, scandal, all kinds mm-hmm. of stuff. How'd you find it? I wouldn't say that I saw that aspect. I, I was an intern um, during college, and to me it was fascinating. I mean, certainly there were times you felt like you were living on a movie set because, you know, each day you got to explore something different. And I attended American University, and part of our program was to work a couple days a week, and then the other three days we were, I mean, absolutely just exploring the city. One day we might be at the FBI, and, you know, another day we would be, you know, at Arlington Cemetery. So really a great chance to, you know, take in the culture and the, the history. I, I didn't see the necessarily the downside of it. It does give you a different perspective than what we're accustomed to in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. You know, people were, I think, a lot more transient in their jobs. So there's a lot more turnover and, you know, people may only be 
um, you know, with one employer for, you know, six months, um, a year at a time. And I don't think we're accustomed to that around here. So that, that felt uncomfortable to me. Were there any hidden gems that you uncovered in your exploration of the DC area that typical people wouldn't, wouldn't know about? Oh, that's, that's a good question. And Sadly, I guess it's been so long, I don't remember. Okay, no problem. <laughs> That's okay. I'm dating myself. <laughs> now it's time for the lightning round. Quick questions and quick answers. First question, what is your favorite band or artist? Elton John. Big Elton John fan. Huge. Okay. Have you ever seen him in concert? About 15 times. Okay. Oh, all right. I okay. guess, I guess so. I am one of those. <laughs> mm-hmm. Are you an early bird or a night owl? Typically an early bird. Okay. What's your favorite book? Probably To Kill a Mockingbird. Have you ever met anyone famous? Always on the verge of meeting Elton John, and I've gotten close, but <laughs> okay. not there yet. Not there yet. Still working on it. Mm-hmm. What's your guilty pleasure? Shoe shopping. Shoe shopping? Mm-hmm. So you like shoes? Love shoes. If you have to wear boring clothes all day, you should have fun accessories. That is true. Now, where's your favorite shoe shop? The Zappos Outlet. Okay. Very it's a happy nice. place. It is a happy place. I would think so. What's your favorite movie? Top Gun. Now, why is that? I've seen Top Gun more than 100 times. Oh, my goodness. Probably know every line to it. And there's a great group of friends from college. We used to watch it together every day. Okay. I've got a quick little side story. I worked for a guy, and he went to see Top Gun when it first came out. And these people came out and said, Goose dies! Goose dies! And they didn't know what, what that was all about. So they get in there, and of course, in the first few frames... You meet Goose. You meet Goose, and you're like, oh, no. You know he's going down. <laughs> oh, talk about spoiler, man. That's not cool at the movie theater. Not cool at all. Not cool, man. What's your hidden talent? I don't know that I have one, honestly. Any, anything I, you're good at that people don't don't really necessarily know? Absolutely not. Okay. I have, I have family members that have musical talent, and I have been told that I'm musically declined. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Do you sing in the shower? Not if anyone um, is in jeopardy of hearing me, including the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How about the car? Um, only if the windows are up and I'm alone. <laughs> Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars, definitely Yoda. Okay. You're a Yoda fan. Everyone should be a Yoda fan. I mean, I'm not a Star Wars person, and I like Yoda. Yoda's cool. Yoda's full of wisdom. Well, Did ba- you like Baby Yoda? Baby Yoda. Um, have I, you seen the Mandalorian? I haven't seen Baby oh, okay. Yoda, but oh. I have a little Yoda uh, figurine on my uh, desk right next to the Magic 8-Ball. Okay, nice. I was never allowed to use Magic 8-Balls because they were the devil's work. That's um. funny. <laughs> what? Uh, on an attorney's desk is a Magic 8-Ball. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you have to find the wisdom in you the 8-Ball. <laughs> also need Monday morning Beastie Boys to start your legal week, so... There's a lot of oddities that people may not know. Okay. Well, now we know. Mm -hmm. What's your most used emoji on your phone? Oh, a happy face of some sort. Well, thank you so much for being our guest today. Really appreciate you coming in. Sure. It's been fun. No problem. Thanks for stopping by the farmhouse. Thank you. Bye. So tell me about this recent pair of pajamas that you acquired. Well, they were cute. Now, when did you purchase these pajamas, PJs? A couple, I don't know, like a month ago, probably. Not a month ago. I All right. You, explain, l- listeners. explain the look of these pajamas to our listeners. Okay. They were blue with white hearts. So like a powder blue with white hearts. And they were like capri pants, like, you know, cut off, like short pants. Yeah. With like ruffles around the bottom. And it was like a tank top. 
It was nowhere near a tank top. It it was a regular grandma it was shirt. Sleeveless though. I I don't remember it that way. It it was, but okay. And it had these big hearts, hearts on it. Yes, that kind of look like hearts slash flowers or something. So so picture in your mind, white hearts on a blue background all over a person. <laughs> no. In a capri capri style. Yes. Now, dear listeners, you must you need to know this background of of my history with pajamas. Matt hates all of my pajamas and says they're all ugly. So I was like, you know what? I will get new pajamas that are cute and relatively fashionable and decent and modest to wear around the house in front of my children and comfortable to sleep in. Ding, ding, ding. Check. And she ended up with this. With these blue. Monstrosity. Now. Of PJs. <laughs> Yes, and Matt came in the kitchen one day, and he was like, I have to tell you, I hate these pajamas. Hate them. <laughs> they are the ugliest are pajamas the I've ugliest ever seen. pajamas I've ever seen on a woman. And I've been going a month now having, <laughs> having to look, look at, at them. me in my and, ugly pajamas. And I'm always on the edge of saying, those are just, they're fugly. <laughs> they're ugly. Like, quit buying, I will buy you pajamas. You quit buying them because you you have no style when it comes to PJs. I have style like in the rest of my life, but apparently not in pajamas. Oh my god! And also because I'm not gonna spend fifty dollars on pajamas, like clothes to sleep in. It's like trash bags. Trash bags. You're just buying things to put trash. We in. already went through the yes, trash I do. <laughs> I know, but pajamas are right along the same thing because I'm buying extra clothes just to sleep in. I think it's so silly. I don't want to spend a lot of money on you them. You know, some people sleep naked. Uh, yeah, well, that's They not don't happening. spend any money. <laughs> no, that's not happening. <laughs> now, traditionally, I will wear, like, yoga pants and a t-shirt or whatever. So I was trying to up my game just a little bit. I say go back to the t-shirt and the <laughs> yoga pants because you and pajamas just don't work out. <laughs> now, I told Audia, I was like, Audia, do you know that dad said that these pajamas are ugly? And she's like, yeah, that's because they are. <laughs> like total Just deadpan. Nonchalant. Not, she, she will tell those you how ugly. it is. Yep, those Thank are ugly. Thank you, Audia. Yes. And then we said, Holdy, what do you think about these pajamas? He's like, yeah, those are ugly. <laughs> so everybody around you who lives around you is like, those are those are fugly pajamas. <laughs> yes, they do. So I think you should... Be, you know, you listen to podcasts all the time. Every podcast I listen to with you says the Pajama Club. Well, they have there's the Pajama Club or like MeUndies makes loungewear and pajamas now, but they're like fifty dollars and even with exactly. a promo code, I am not going to. I am not spending fifty dollars on pajamas. I will continue to wear yoga pants and a t-shirt for the rest of my life. That is fine because. <laughs> Oh my gosh, those were so ugly. I am glad they're gone. You did I, you did get rid of them, I right? I put them in the giveaway pile, so now somebody, someone in the resale shop can find them, and they will probably love them and say they are beautiful, because they are not ugly, even though the rest of my family says so. And when they put them on, <laughs> Their partner will, will be like, no. Somebody will say, those are ugly. My God, where'd you buy those at? A thrift store? Oh, come on. Come on. 
Thanks for joining us for this episode of Gone Boss. Be sure to check us out at goneboss.com or hashtag goneboss. We're on Instagram at goneboss2k or find us on Facebook just by searching Gone Boss. If you have a comment about the show or something you want to share with us, call or text 765-233-2640. That's 765-233-2640. We might just use it on the show. If you like what you heard today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. Today's episode was brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Check them out at SchaeferLeadership.com. Have a great rest of your day, and don't forget to tune in next week and find out who has gone gone boss. boss.